Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to have to flee your own country, spend days or weeks in a leaky boat on dangerous rolling seas, and then arrive in a new country where you are terrorised even more? Well, that's the life confronting millions of people in this world who have no choice but to seek asylum. All these people want is a fair go, but here in Australia, our government, in our name, treats these desperate people with cruelty and inhumanity. Here at 3CR, we aim to give these people a voice, a chance to speak out and let you know that they are just like us, people with hopes and aspirations, people who deserve to be treated as we would expect to be treated if we found ourselves in this position. Refugee Radio is the voice of refugees. It's hard to go on living when your future is denied. Good morning and welcome to 3CR's Refugee Radio. My name's Amanda and it's a pleasure to be with you on the airwaves. This morning on the show, we'll be interviewing Holly, a wonderful activist from Sydney who has been involved uh, in No Pride in Detention, uh, which is uh, a queer block designed to um, also link those two campaigns between um, queer rights and, and refugee rights. Three CR broadcasters present over a hundred radio programs every week, including a diverse range of community language shows. Come smarter than a Three CR community radio. Please subscribe now. Just a moment, Three CR community radio araja al istrakel an. Ningal ungalin samuha vanoli Three CRi kertu kondir kandirgal. Están escuchando Radio Comunitaria 3CR. Suscríbete ahora. Support the station that gives your community a voice. Subscribe to 3CR. Good morning, Holly. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No, look, thanks so much for coming on. I've actually been wanting to interview someone from No Pride in Detention for some time. So um, this is just <laughs> as exciting good. for me as it is for you. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you. Um, so No Pride in Detention. I've got a lot of questions I want to ask you. I guess first up, though, how long has No Pride in Detention um, been organising floats in the Mardi Gras? Because I guess that's what um, most people, if they know of you would probably know you for? Yeah, so it's been a bit on and off. Um, when it first started, there wasn't really uh, necessarily a view to it being a long-term thing. I mean, obviously, we hoped that the camps would just be closed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's been pretty constant for the last sort of four or five years. Yep. Um, since the Labor Party reopened the camps, pretty much. Yep. Yep. And um, I remember reading uh, this time around, you guys had a really impressive float, lots of energy, really visible. And I think I remember reading, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it was one of the, the biggest floats in Mardi Gras this year. Yeah, so we'll often uh, work together with a couple of different sort of community groups, activist groups, um, to kind of pull together a pretty big like-minded float. So it was definitely one of the biggest this year. In past, I think it might have been at some point the biggest other than the corporates. 
Wow. Um, in the parade, which is, I think, pretty fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and does No Pride in Detention organise outside of Mardi Gras? Yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty tricky question. So it's it's pretty amorphous, I suppose, but the groups and the people and the, the energy that kind of makes up No Pride in Detention that really um, gets active at Mardi Gras, that kind of energy is around um, at other times. So I suppose the next biggest thing um, is Palm Sunday. Yeah. Um, so we often, especially building on the energy that we build at Mardi Gras, you know, we'll, we'll build uh, ties, connections, energy within the queer community around refugee rights um, through Mardi Gras and then try and kind of drive that forward into Palm Sunday, which is in April. Um, and that's the biggest refugee rally of the year. So every year um, there's, you know, tens of thousands come out in the major cities in Australia. And we love to bring... Um, a really vibrant uh, queer block to that. Um, some people, you know, get really into it and, you know, whip their Mardi Gras outfits back out again and, and, and come along and, and, you know, march with queers for the rights of refugees. And so what do you think then um, is the importance of highlighting, I suppose, how refugees are a queer issue and what do you see the, the crossovers being? Because I suppose if if you didn't really know much about it, you might look at it and go, well, are they two separate issues? How are they related? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think there's kind of two ways in which to to answer this. I mean, firstly, some of the refugees in offshore detention are queer themselves. And so if if we really care about queer rights, not just, you know, queer rights for, you know, white, cis, queers here in Australia, um, we we have to care about, you know, queer rights for the entire queer community. And so a a part of that involves obviously continuing with the... um, you know, continuing past marriage equality and, and pushing forward to other queer rights issues um, here, particularly around trans rights, um, but also talking about queer rights for, for you know, people who uh, maybe aren't in the Australian community just yet. Um, so there's, I suppose, that immediate issue. Uh, disproportionately, the refugees currently incarcerated in our offshore detention camps are queer themselves because one of the, you know, one of the reasons that people try and seek asylum in Australia is um, we are known as you know, one of the most queer-friendly countries um, close to, you know, places like the Middle East and Southeast Asia, um, where there are some some regimes that are pretty unqueer-friendly. Um, and so that is one of the main, you know, reasons for people to try and seek asylum here um, and then to, you know, be, be turned away and, and put in detention in countries where it's actually still criminalised to, to, you know, homosexuality is criminalised and punishable by jail time or, or, or worse. Um, it's really quite absurd. So I, you know, I guess the first reason is I think refugee rights are themselves that like that is one of the biggest queer rights issues still facing Australia. Um, but more broadly than that, I think it's important to highlight that it's the same forces, it's the same far right that is racist and homophobic. Um, it's the same, you know, one percent, and it's the same liberals in government um, that has denied queer rights here in Australia for so long and also maintains this brutal, brutal offshore detention regime. Um, and it's, I think, really important to highlight that, you know, your average inner west hipster gay has much more in common with a refugee in offshore detention than they ever will with, you know, the Liberal Party in government here. 
bloody champion answer. Thanks, Holly. Sorry, <laughs> um, it was pretty long. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm like, yes, keep going. Um, <laughs> one of the other questions I wanted to ask you was, so who who is involved then in No Pride in Detention? I mean, it sort of sounds like it, it's a pretty loose group and that can have um, – uh, that, that can be quite beneficial when you're looking to respond to different things. So does does the people who are involved sort of um, change at different times as well or is it mostly a core of people? Um, it's a bit of both, hey. Like there's activists who've been incredibly committed and have done so much work on this over the years um, and then there's, you know, people kind of around the edges of that and then there's different community groups and organisations that w- will, you know, engage with us as, as an organisation at, at various times. This year we were so happy that um, Mums for Refugees came and marched with us, which yeah. was fantastic because it yeah. meant we had some cute children in our float. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we obviously engage with the Refugee Action Coalition, um, with Community Action Against Homophobia. Um, there's you know, activists from the Greens. There's a couple activists from the from the left of the Labor Party who who sometimes engage, um, but but really the core is uh, activists who who've done you know bits and pieces of refugee rights campaigning and bits and pieces of queer rights campaigning, yeah. um, and you know drawing the two together. Yeah, yeah, and so. In terms of the people who, um, I guess, are involved or come to stuff, what would you say are, you know, the connections and the crossovers between, you know, for example, visitors to detention centres or um, the refugee community themselves? Yeah, so as an organisation or whatever you want to call it, it's not maybe as organised as an organisation, but um, the main kind of business is campaigning activism um, and that would be the core of where as an organisation, energy would be spent. But there, there definitely is crossover with other groups and other, you know, people um, who who do have, like, as a main aim, um, maintaining those really close connections. So when we want to need to communicate directly with people in detention, um, we, we can and do. But, yeah, that, that isn't sort of the main aim of what, of yeah. what we would do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and did you have any, I guess, particular... Um, stories or, or anecdotes of um, things that have really, uh, you know, highlighted why you do this or um, why this is such an important issue. You know, sometimes you, you might have, um, particularly after a hard week or something like that, you, you might have a conversation with someone who says, no, this is really important to me or this is how this campaign has changed my view or have you had any sort of moments like that? I mean, all the time. Hey, at, at Mardi Gras, it's incredible because, um, you know, the history of Mardi Gras is in struggle. It's in, you know, uh, it came out of, you know, fighting police brutality and, and state brutality against um, queer people and the criminalizing of, of queer people, queer existence. Um, and, of course, there's so many parallels there to what's happening with, um, you know, the criminalization of, of refugees and people of color in Australia. Um, so every Mardi Gras, you know, young baby activists or not even activists, yeah, baby queers, um, you know, who may have no idea that we even have offshore detention camps, um, find out about it because, you know, find out what's, what our government is doing, um, you know, because of what we, we do. So I think there's countless conversations that anyone who's been around in their private detention has probably had with, yeah, the, the little baby queers. Um, but I think one thing that I think was just so beautiful and highlighted so well what it is that we're doing and, and, and why it's so important. Um, 
during the marriage equality postal survey, Beirut Buchani, who uh, people might have heard, I'm sure you will have the people in the community and um, might have heard of him. He's a fantastic award-winning journalist who's currently incarcerated on Manus Island. Um, and he's written, I mean, he's written a book actually, which out, is out in Australia, um, but he writes regularly, he writes articles, and he has written about um, queer refugees, well, he doesn't use the word queer, um, but uh, gay, bi, trans refugees on, um, in detention. During the postal survey, he wrote this beautiful statement about how he, you know, is standing with the Australian queer community and he wants to see us have our rights and we have to struggle together for our rights. I don't know, the, the idea that there's this, this person who was being incarcerated by our government and offshore detention, um, he sees the value in, you know, coming together in, in common humanity and common, you know, struggle for equality, liberation for all of us. Um, and he, you know, stood with us for our marriage equality campaign. Um, I, I just thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, wow that 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 is that is really beautiful, and thank you for for sharing that with us. So um, I guess just on baby queers, at the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> we, we have um, I guess elderly queers or people who've been around for some time. Um, and you you touched on as well the the radical history of Mardi Gras. Have there been sort of um, I guess elderly people or um, uh, queer queers and queer activists who've been around for some time who've sort of looked at the advent of no pride in detention and gone yes. I definitely want to get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, it's actually been really beautiful. Last year, um, there was a bit of crossover between No Pride and Detention and, um, sorry, and another campaign um, around the Mardi Gras board and around um, sort of questioning the political orientation of, of Mardi Gras. Um, and it was the Pride in Protest campaign. And we had quite a few 78ers actually reach out to us and say, you know, congratulations for what we were doing and get back in, and, you know, they're getting back involved in, um, in Mardi Gras and they've been involved with no pride in detention. And so I think having 78ers reach out and, and, and really like what we're doing is great. That's, yeah, what, that's a ringing endorsement really of the, of, of yeah, the campaign. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim that all 78ers are on board. Of course, they're um, diverse, but we've, yeah, we've, we've had many 78ers, you know, um, really like what we're doing. Yeah, wow. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, and what about, I guess, um, you've mentioned that it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily um, the, the aim or the remit of No Pride in Detention to, you know, be, um, uh, I guess, linking in or um, people who are uh, necessarily incarcerated themselves. But uh, I guess the refugee community more broadly, so people who might have once been incarcerated or families of people who are incarcerated or people who arrived as refugees, um, uh, I guess, and maybe maybe missed some of Australia's incarceration phases that we, we go through mm-hmm. with this. Have you had much, um, I guess, uh, much support from particular ethnic communities or um, queer groups within um, refugee communities? We haven't uh, made that many of those types of connections. We do have sort of individual relationships with individual refugees. Um, there is a, a gay couple who were on Nauru, actually, that we've you know had um, some conversations with, but not anywhere near as much as I would like, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I guess that's um, maybe one of the one of the things that's ongoing and, and progressing within within No Pride in Detention. Yeah, I mean, we would love for I mean anyone to, to get in, involved, but if um, particular yeah, people with refugee backgrounds, people who are queer refugees, we would absolutely love to have um, anyone you know reach out and get involved and give us feedback, <laughs> any of that. Yeah, and I guess. Um 
uh, that brings me to another question. Um, if people were wanting to get involved, um, are you guys mostly Sydney-based or do, is there sort of um, other groups, uh, either no pride in detention groups or groups that do similar things elsewhere outside of Sydney? Um, so I know that there has been some no pride in detention type action in um, Melbourne. I think that there may have been some no pride in detention activists at Melbourne Pride, um, but yet yeah, predominantly are in Sydney, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, so apart from, I guess, uh, Mardi Gras and the upcoming Palm Sunday um block which will be really great to see um have you have you had sort of um blocks or contingents or involvement in in previous uh rallies and demonstrations yeah yeah so i mean palm sunday every year will we will do do stuff but then it really depends on energy when possible whenever there's a refugee rally we like to try and sort of harness queer community energy and bring people along who otherwise maybe wouldn't come. Um, I know that, you know, the queer community can be a really, really tight-knit community. And so, you know, if you weren't planning on coming to a rally, but then you see that your people, your your, your fellow queers are all going together, (laughs) it can really help um, bring people along. And we definitely saw that um, last year at Palm Sunday. So it would have been about four or five months after the postal survey all, all wrapped up. And there was a huge queer block um, including people that, you know, even friends of mine who had had seen politics doing things at um, during the postal survey but hadn't, you know, maybe ever come to a refugee rally before or really considered the, the things. But, um, yeah, because there's kind of a block going, um, we'll come along to that. So whenever possible and there's a refugee rally or something happening or, or even not a rally, if there's, you know, a community blockade or something, we'll try and reach out into our, you know, queer networks and pull pull people to, to refugee stuff. Yeah, and um, when you when you were saying actually that uh, the last uh, big contingent to the previous Palm Sunday rally um, was not that long after the postal survey, it actually just struck me that that's that's actually quite remarkable because that postal survey was bloody poison for so many people in the queer community. Um, obviously, the result was um, reaffirming, but so many people had such a hard time during that survey, and the fact that people came out in large numbers to a refugee rally after that really um, really does speak uh, to some of the strong connections that are being made there between the the two campaigns of queer rights and refugee rights yeah yeah and the other thing I think that um, was quite interesting about that actually is Palm Sunday is an interesting refugee rally because it is in theory a church run like a, a religious led um, rally and so there were some you know some of the speakers there some of the organizers had been you know religious leaders who had been very supportive of marriage equality but there were also churches represented there who had campaigned very strongly against marriage equality Um, and I think it was fantastic for both the refugee movement and the queer rights movement to have a loud proud vocal queer block um saying well look you care about refugees you don't think that we deserve rights quite clearly but we are here anyway because the issue is more important than that and it's not about you know uh, the church leaders and the conservative leaders it's just about the connections between our community and the refugee community and that it's important for us to come out you know for each other yeah yeah I guess um I guess that learning through struggle is is so important because until um you know until uh 
people kind of come face to face with each other, it, it can be really difficult to to point out that um, you know there are things in common. And and again, that story um, really speaks volumes about the. Um, the the energy levels that people could muster after that survey to um, yes come along to to support refugees and um, refugee rights and make those links between uh, queer rights and refugee rights but to do it um, when you know that not everyone who was speaking from the platform was supportive really is quite something so um, yeah like that's that's a that's a really amazing story I suppose for me to hear. Yeah, I think it was pretty pretty good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, apart from um, apart from, I guess, sort of uh, going along to blocks and um, events that are organised externally, does No Pride in Detention organise, um, you know, things on its own? So, you know, whether that be gigs or fundraisers or um, political demonstrations of um, of your own. Yeah, so we have, I think, called rallies as No Pride in Detention before. It, it wouldn't be a thing we've done a lot. Um, we do have fundraiser gigs sometimes, but usually it's tied to um, it's tied pretty directly to Mardi Gras. So it's when we're yeah. when we're fundraising for specifically Mardi Gras. But um, yes, we do. Um, usually at the Red Rattler, um, great community space. <laughs> um, what was the other part of that question? Sorry. Oh yeah, we have organised. Sorry, I was just uh, asking what the other part of that question yeah. was, but. Um, there, we have organised forums and things before, but again, not as much as we'd like, I suppose. I think Mardi Gras takes up a lot of our energy and then we are very well-meaning um, and we do do some other things, but never as much as we want to. Well, Mardi Gras takes up a lot of your energy because if the photos and footage I saw are anything to go by, you expend a lot of energy on Mardi Gras. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so apart from... Um, Apart from the uh, Palm Sunday March coming up at the moment, do you guys have anything in the works? Nothing on the radar at the moment, no. Uh, we're hopefully going to be, um, I mean, a lot of different groups are out leafleting and building Palm Sunday and having conversations with people about that. Um, we'll hopefully be running some like queer stalls to give out leaflets and, and talk to people about Palm Sunday and, and get people along. Um, which we may or may not put on our Facebook page. So if people want to follow us on Facebook, that would be fantastic. You have preempted some of my next questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the No Pride in Detention Facebook page, and is there um, is there any other way that's sort of um, best to to keep in touch with you guys? Um, so at the moment, the, our Facebook page is actually called No Pride in Detention, No Pride in Turnbull because that was afloat last year. And I think Facebook thought we were being homophobic when we tried to put homos against scomos. Oh, um, and they boys. wouldn't let us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, there wasn't much um, we could really do about that. I'd be like, no, we're not homophobes, we swear. We oh, look, apart from homos. the many other problems with big data, it's just often so inaccurate. Like, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Facebook, you've got your spies everywhere. It's the least you can do. So, <laughs> Yeah, so we're a bit behind. So we're still opposing Turnbull. I mean, we still do oppose him. We're not we're not fans, but it's not as relevant anymore. But yeah, so our page is called uh, No Pride in Detention, No Pride in Turnbull. Um, but there's also the Pride in Protest Facebook page that there's a bit of crossover with, um, and some stuff gets posted from there. It, it's broader than specifically the refugee issue, but Pride in Protest is another page we've been signal boosting a lot of the refugee stuff from. Um, and really sending a message through to either of those pages will get you kind of directly in touch with us. And if people want to get much more involved, 
please shoot us a message through one of those Facebook pages and we can add you to organising groups and come along to meetings and, you know, have, you know, go to a pub and have a drink and have a chat, that kind of thing. Brilliance, brilliant. Um, and did you have any final, I guess, messages or thoughts or anything else you wanted to share with us? I mean, nothing I haven't touched on already, but I guess just a really firm reiteration of kind of some of the core politics we have around, you know, I think a lot of people probably agree we didn't just get given marriage equality, for instance, or decriminalisation of homosexuality by the government. It's never been how it's worked. Every struggle we've won has been because we have taken action. You know, people and community groups have stood up, have have rallied, have taken direct action where necessary, have gone on strike, have done, you know, uh, grassroots action to force the government to do what they have to do. And the same goes here, right? We're not going to get an end to these offshore detention centres by just, you know, hoping and, and, you know, asking nicely, you know, the Labour government that's probably, let's be real, going to be in government after May, uh, they have no commitment whatsoever to close the camps. And so, you know, with both major parties still in, in favour of offshore detention, the only way we're ever going to make change is through grassroots, on-the-ground action. Um, and, yeah, that's our core politics. So if people really want to see change, get involved, come to rallies, talk to your friends and family. It's about more than voting. Um, and, yeah, really, really get active. What what a great way to finish an interview. Look, thank you so, so much for your time, Holly. It's been such a pleasure to chat to you today. And um, I do appreciate that 10am on a Sunday morning is not necessarily the, the time when you want to have your head in all of this stuff. Oh, so, so thanks so much for that. Um, yeah, look, thank you, Holly. And to, to take us out... Uh, we've uh, we've got a song from a refugee who currently is incarcerated on Manus Island. Uh, this is Moz with All the Same. Australians, pay attention. It's most from Manus, who's a sock in the hell since four years without any reason. Listen to me for a minute, por favor. Just want you to be aware about what all the rats have done to me. Liberal, liberal lying to you. I'm not terrorist, I'm not perilous But they have put my youth in the horrible cage For cheating, money, running their bloody policy So want you to get your shit together And sort out this mess Or you always be known as Australia's next pest Help us keep our sanity Remember our humanity I am, you are, we are all the same Remember our humanity I am, you are, we are all the same Do you know if you don't put pressure on them They will abandon me in limbo No worries when I hear sorry from you But you know your silence brings them strength and happiness 
your government treat us like animals While the UN say we're not criminals Peter Dutton, Malcolm Turnbull Hang your heads in shame It's a crime we have committed in Australia's good day So want you to get your shit together And sort out this mess Or you always be known as Australia's excess Help us keep our sanity Remember our humanity I am, you are, we are